Get your day started with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration and so much more. Rise and shine with Felon DJ. Weekday mornings on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. While the indiscriminate bombardments continue in Ukraine, many refugees have been simply in survival mode. The Russians have continued to unleash overwhelming firepower in an attempt to bring Ukraine to its knees. Let's get the latest, an update today from On the Ground, where Christian ministries have been doing all they can to care for the Ukrainian people. Operation Mobilization, or the OM team, is on the ground in Ukraine. They've been working directly with the local community and those displaced by the current conflict. They're responding with emergency shelter in homes and church facilities, first aid and basic health care, food parcels and hygiene supplies. Wayne Check is in Ukraine. He's an Aussie and works with Operation Mobilization. Wayne, a special welcome back to 2020. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Um, Great for the invitation and that we can catch up again. Wayne, 75 days into the invasion, how are you feeling about things right now? And have you got a bit of an impression about how the locals are feeling? Oh, yeah. I um, don't even remember what day we were on when we last talked. So the first 72 hours was really important um, for everyone. And when the shock and awe was over, Ukraine stood. And then we wanted to survive another seven days, and now we're 75 days in. So we have been through the ringer a few times, um, and we've had adrenaline and anxiety and stresses, as well as uh, determination and seeking the Lord. So um, we are now uh, pretty well understanding that this event is not going to end soon. And so it's digging into the resources that we have uh, in the Lord uh, to go through this ongoing marathon when we don't know the end, what the end will be. But the good thing is the Lord is the sustainer and the giver of strength and uh, he knows where this is going. So we just need to daily cling to him. You had planted and were pastoring a church in Kiev and when war broke out, you and your family had to relocate just outside of Kiev and you've been travelling in each day. Is that still what you're doing? So my uh, my church is about 80 kilometres south of Kiev, so we were in a, a unique place. Our situation was that uh, when we heard that a, the power station was reported to being attacked, um, I moved my family to our, uh, our in-laws place, which is actually where I am today. Because uh, yesterday was my birthday and we had a family day together um, that was pretty special. Um, the situation now, of course, is very different. Um, churches as well as, uh, as our church has taken in hundreds of people uh, on their way through to the West. But also when it now has become clear that the Russians are not able to take as much land as they thought, uh, you'll, you'll find that there are many cities and towns that have now doubled or tripled in population, uh, we call them internally displaced people. So this is the reality of where, of where we, uh, of, of how we minister. So we're looking at churches ministering to those fleeing, but also now those that have um, left their towns and uh, are settling in for the long haul. 
Some of them will be able to go back when fighting is over. Others uh, who have uh, cities or where infrastructure has been severely damaged or their houses have been destroyed. So we're looking now not only at um, ministering to where the uh, the fighting is, which is the, the you know the, the greatest uh, need, uh, but also long term, how do we strategically uh, help the churches be the, uh, the hands and feet of Jesus? And looking to what nation building will be like. The problem with that is that the war is still ongoing, and um, it's not clear how how this will end. Well, this past 24 hours, the 9th of May has been the Victory Day celebration for the Russians and there's been all sorts of anticipation that the Russians would have liked to have completed an invasion of Ukraine by this time. Uh, That hasn't happened yet. Has there been increased anxiety around the date? Well, uh, looking at the map, they're not going to be taking a lot more land today. Um, and there is very little that they can actually celebrate. But you and I live in a world of, of open information. Um, they don't live so much in Russia, not even not even close. So um, there won't be land taken that they can declare that is theirs. But um, we know that attacks happen on on special dates. So um, everyone has been told uh, that this is a good day not to travel. So we actually had travel plans for this day um, to meet with other leaders, and we're putting that off um, till to, uh, till tomorrow. And of course, uh, everyone has their apps and their phones, and it says air raid sirens going off um, all over the country. So um, that's been built up to this particular uh, event that uh, those um, threats have been more. Um, more than usual, if it's even normal to say that anymore, um, a normal day of hearing cruise missiles fly over or or jets. There's no commercial liners here, so anything in the air is a mil- is military, and of course um, the, the sirens in each location that uh, that we're at. Wayne, your church is being used as shelter for refugees. Are there any particular stories that come to mind from? some of those who you've been offering this opportunity to shelter in your church, uh, what sort of stories are there people are telling? Yeah, so um, uh, that's the beautiful thing that the church uh, all over the country, the body of Christ, um, is now in a, it's, it's almost has a different face because many people leave um, to go to safety themselves and then those that are fleeing from more dangerous places come to, comes to, to your place. So Basically, I'd want to share um, uh, three little stories, if that's if we have time for that. Um, the first one is of uh, a, a family, a couple, um, and uh, his name is Dima. He fled with his wife, and he told me the story uh, that so they fled with their, their their dogs as well. So we now have uh, 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 some animals in our church, uh, which is we're not used to. I walk into the church building, hearing dogs um, barking. But, uh, yeah, Dima told me that um, their house in uh, Chernigov, which is to the north of Kiev, which was under siege for over a month, um, their house was hit by a missile uh, attack. Actually, all of the five houses around their house were destroyed and only their house survived. And it was at that moment that they they made the decision to flee. 
And of course, you can imagine the panic. Um, they, along with others, uh, when my wife was um, having an introductory um, get to know you session, which turned into a Bible study, which was great to see. Um, Olya asked uh, the ladies, how, how did you end up at our church? And these are non-church people. These people do not walk into evangelical buildings normally or if ever. And they all almost in chorus said, God led us here. And so uh, our church has become a place. And this is just picture of all over, all over the country where we've seen um, miraculous escapes. We've seen amazing refuge shown by churches. And we've also seen a mixing up of the body of Christ where our people ended up in other places, other people ended up with us. And um, you've got this intertwining into the fabric of, uh, of society uh, now. So um, another story is of uh, a pastor in Trinigo where we took humanitarian aid to. Basically, they'd been uh, a pastor. 90% of his church had, had left when they, uh, when they could or during these green corridors. Very, very dangerous time. Um, and uh, locals in their little micro region of 3,000 people. But the Baptist church had not been a, uh, a, a place of recognition um, that it's a spiritual establishment. This is a, a Soviet, uh, you know, leftover from Soviet life. But the, um, during this time, they ended up with several dozen locals hiding in the church basement and you can imagine the bonding that they had over a month. And now afterwards, uh, when they've come out into the light, uh, after the Russians had um, hastily um, retreated, uh, we turn up a week later bringing aid to them. And they share the, the wonderful story of how uh, the church has become that spiritual place of refuge. And 50 or so people turn up every day uh, for Bible study and for um, interaction and for fellowship. And they also receive food, which with um, what we are doing helps them to continue to be a play a small role in the puzzle of a vibrant community of Jesus followers looks like. Wayne, let me ask you here, have there been losses of life of those refugees sheltering in your church? Are you counselling people who've lost loved ones? Um, in our particular church, we haven't we haven't had uh, reported deaths, but amongst the body of Christ where we have been ministering and interacting, um, there's been loss of life um, both in the local community of of friends and relatives and also of uh, of believers, um, including yeah, some um, some Christian leaders that that we know. So, in the in the first instance, people would flee out of fear. Um, and then others, uh, when they suddenly discovered that it was too dangerous to stay um, where they were, quite often for many of them, um, it, it was literally too late. But they miraculously survived, and so they they're very different, very different people. Um, you can you can just tell the traumatized people, and when vehicles turn up into uh, your yard and they've got bullet holes in them, you can you can tell that they've been through a lot. 
Now, the work of Operation Mobilisation, you're working under that banner. Uh, Is there enough aid getting through for you to be able to uh, resource people who are refugees? And, of course, Australians, how do we we help in that process there? Uh, What's the best thing for Aussies to do to support what you're doing, Wayne? Well, you can support through the... um the Ukraine uh, crisis um, uh, link at uh, Operation Mobilization OM in Australia, or if you're somewhere else, um, there are plenty of, of links to do that. Uh, we're thrilled at the response, which is really giving us, um, sorry to use a different word, the ammunition that we need to do, uh, to do our work now that it's entered a new phase. Um, and so uh, we, the good thing is that money has come in that we can acquire aid and 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 travel i mean fuel is a major problem at the moment and you know logistics wise uh, that that is still an issue the the thing is that if you give money today that really does help us um over these next weeks and months to to do a continuing work just like that pastor who was in chernigov that i shared about in the basement of his church he said that um, with you coming like this, it gives us the hope of consistency. And that's what you need after you can breathe, after you drink your water, after you have your food, after you have a safe place. Then you've got the world that goes beyond of how, how do we survive through this next phase uh, as they recalibrate and um, decompress and, and also get, get counselling. But you need to also understand that... Um, I think two-thirds of Ukraine's children have been displaced. Two-thirds of the country's children are not living in their homes. And more than half of those who had jobs um, uh, are now temporarily at least unemployed because they, um, they've either had to move themselves or um, there's no business going on uh, or it hasn't restarted yet. It's a, it's a major, major deal, and the, the effects of this uh, will become um, more and more apparent with each passing week. So we're looking beyond aid, but what does um, community development look like? How do we help these people? And how do we create jobs to keep economies going? And doing that in the simplicity of the, the networks um, that we have, uh, that God's given us to peop- through people that have faithfully stayed in very dangerous places throughout um, the most difficult time. Well, we're talking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine and consistency. If you hear the heartbeat of Wayne Chek, as he's a pastor of a church just to the south of Kiev and refugees sheltering in his church, the need for first aid, basic health care, food parcels, hygiene supplies, some of that aid is getting through, but it is a crisis situation. Let me point listeners to om.org.au that's the website here in Australia for Operation Mobilisation om.org.au you can find out detail about how things are unfolding in other churches too around Ukraine that are a part of the Operation Mobilisation Wayne Check, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020 Thanks Neil um, thank you for your prayers and, and your support and it is a privilege although it's a a hard privilege to say um, to be um, chosen to be in this place at this time uh, for this ministry. Thank you. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.